0: Now, before I dive into this message, I got a Facebook message last night, and I've got to do something right now. And um, Emery Tucker has a great friend. Her name is Lindsay Butler, and uh, she dared me to wish Emery a happy birthday today in my sermon, so I'm doing that right now. So where's Emery? Is that Stand up, Emery? Happy birthday. Anyone else's birthday? <laughs> Happy birthday. So, November the 17th was the date when a storm rushed through our community and uh, it came totally unexpectedly. Many of you, you were here at church. It was round about this time that it was all going on and, and uh, this huge storm came. We all went down into the basement here, but um, it was in another area really of the community uh, where this storm just ravaged through. 200 mile an hour winds and, and a thousand homes um, were lost or damaged. And um, uh, although we... Uh, are grateful. Not many lives uh, were lost. There were three people that died as a result of that storm, and I know the tragedies still live in those families. It, it was so unexpected, and it came so suddenly and happened so quickly, it, it caught everyone unaware, as it would seem. And um, Uh, For those who have gone through it, it's expected that they will take years to recover fully from that storm. And and, and the fact is that storms can be like that. And in fact, you could be here this morning and you are going through a personal storm right now. You can be sitting here, no one's aware about it, may be around you, but the fact is that you're in the middle of a tremendous storm in your life. Well, I I want you to be assured that um, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ and that you believe that Jesus is, you will also believe that Jesus is with us in the storms of life. That he doesn't desert us in our most vulnerable times, in the most difficult times, in the circumstances of life that ravage our lives at times. The fact is that Jesus is with us in the storm. And so I want to read you a scripture. I'm going to a book in the Bible that is named after the guy that I'm going to talk to you about this morning. His name was Job. And there's a book in the Bible that's written with his name title, The Book of Job. It's thought to be the oldest book in the Bible. And, um, and, and this book is written all about his life, Now, as you go to the book of Job, uh, there are a few things that I want you to know about this man as we look at his life. The first thing that I want you to know, that when you're introduced to him in chapter 1 of the book of Job, you find that he is a very wealthy man. It, It tells us that he was the greatest man that lived in his era and in his area where he found himself. that it it was that Job was a very wealthy, respected man. He, He was a successful businessman and had many possessions. And beside that, he had a wonderful family, a family of seven sons and three daughters, and everything in his life was wonderful. There's one other thing that I need to tell you as well. He was a very religious man. He was a man that trusted God. He was a man that put his faith in God. He was a man that was careful to give honor to God. And you'll find in reading chapter one of that book that he put God in such respect that he didn't just come to church on a Sunday. He didn't just go to church on a Sabbath. No, it says every day, every day of his life, he would come and present a sacrifice to God in honor of God and to pray for his family. He did it to honor God and he did it on behalf of his whole family, giving thanks to God for what he had in his life. But then a storm came. Let's read about it. We're in chapter 1 and verse 13 of the book of Job. And it says there, Now there was a day when his sons and daughters... We were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, Your oxen, the oxen were plowing, and the donkeys feeding beside them when the Sabians raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. How many know that that was one big storm that happened in a moment of time, it would seem. In minutes, Job hears of the loss of every one of his family, bar his wife, and the loss of everything that he owned. All went in a matter of minutes. The news had come to him. But listen, in the midst of that storm, it got worse. Oh yeah, it got worse. Because on top of losing his family and losing his possessions, he now had a health storm. And the Bible says that he was covered from head to toe in a mysterious ailment of boils. Oozing, itchy boils covered his whole body. That is some storm. Now here's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to take out a pen and paper, anything you can write on, and I want you to take notes because I want to tell you that you may not be going through a storm right now, and what I'm going to tell you, you would say, well, it's not, it's not relevant to me. I want to tell you, friends, if you are not going through a storm now, you will go through a storm. You may not be facing what you, uh, others are facing right now, but there will be a time when you will go through a storm. The first thing that I want you to write down is this, storms come. Oh yeah, just storms come. It it may not be a physical storm such as happened in Washington and in the other communities that got hit by the tornado, but the fact is uh, there are all kinds of storms that will invade your life. It may be a health storm. It it may be a financial storm that will come. It it may be a child-rearing storm that will hit your life. It may be a marriage storm that will come. It may be an employment storm that will now suddenly hit your life. Let me tell you, it may even be a secret storm. By that I mean this. You know, people may be jealous of your new house or your new vehicle. But what they don't know is that you're two months behind with the payments and you're in a secret financial storm. Or, or it may be, it may be the people that people are jealous of your promotion that you've got at work and not knowing that the pressure of the job is now driving you crazy. The pressure that you're under right now is just driving you crazy They don't know that the responsibilities that you have now taken on are are now causing you to be consumed and it is taking you away from your family, it's taking you away and you're in this secret storm of employment. Maybe that people look on you and your wife and they say a perfect picture, perfect marriage. But they don't know that secretly you're addicted to pornography and you're in a, an addiction storm right at this moment in time. Maybe the people look on you and they see you as a picture of health. But they don't know the secret that you've got inside that you've just come from the doctors and now you've been told you've got a terminal illness, a terminal sickness, and now you're in the midst of a health storm. Oh, well, let me tell you, friends, storms will come. And in those times, in those times, you, you get to the place where you wonder, where is God in my storm? Now, the super spiritual here won't admit that. They say, oh, I would never say that. They're super spiritual, and not, not only that, they're liars. Because in the midst of the storm, you get to the place of saying, where is God in this storm? Where is God? Now, all this is happening to me. Where is God? And you know, we, we get to the place where we have this notion, don't we? If God is with us, then storms won't affect us. If God is with us, then storms will not come to our lives. If God is with us, there will be no storms. We say things like that, um, and we get to the place of saying, if God is with me, how come I'm losing my house? Or, or, or if God is with me, How come I can't pay my bills? If God is with me, how come that my marriage is now on the rocks? If God is with me, why do I have this terminal disease? If God is with me, why did my loved one die? If God is with me. And if you feel like that or you have felt like that, you are not alone. So can you sit down or leave, please? Thank you. The fact is this, that in the midst of your storm, it can be that you're saying, where is God? In all of this, where is God? And Job felt exactly like that. In fact, the Bible tells us very clearly here. It is that he came to a moment in time where he said, in Job chapter 23, and verse 3, all that I knew where I might find him, all that I knew where I might find God, is what he is saying. He said in verse 8 of the same chapter, chapter 23, I look, I look, I, I go forward, but he's not there, and backward, but I can't perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. What he was saying here is this, friends. I looked forward. In other words, God, I thought you would lead me into my future. God, I thought that you would go ahead of me and light up my way. I thought, God, that you would be in front of me leading the way. I looked on the right and on the left and I couldn't see him. And then he said this, I looked behind me. What he was saying there, he was saying, God, I thought you had my back. God, I thought that you had my back, and now look what's happening. God, where are you in the midst of my storm? See, what we forget, friends, in the midst of natural storms, it's very often the case that you can't see a thing when you're in the midst of a storm. That it is that you, you, you can't see. That's why God tells us when we are going through our storms, listen, we walk by faith and not by sight. And so it is that when we're in the midst of the storm, it can be that we can see nothing and feel nothing and we wonder where God is and what's going on. But here's the next thing that I want you to write down, friends. It is this. Because I can't see Jesus, it doesn't mean he's not there. Because I can't see him, because I can't feel him, it doesn't mean he's not there. I I don't know whether you've noticed this, but I've noticed this in my life, and I've noticed it in the life of others, and I've noticed it in the Bible. I find that Jesus does his best work in the times of trouble. I I, I find that Jesus is most active when there's trouble around. You see, I I want you to come to church and experience God's presence. I, I don't want anything to distract you from the presence of God that now seeks to speak into your life I drive to church. I was driving to church this morning praying, Oh God, I know the devil will try to distract this word and take people's mind away from this word. Will you keep the distractions out? And God, will you fill this place with your presence? And will you work miracles in this place? And we want God to fill this house with his presence. But to be honest with you, If you're really looking for God, if you really want to know where God is, you need to look in the troubled place. You need to look where there are storms around. The Bible says this in Psalm 46 and verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. In other words, if you want to know where you can really find God, He's in the midst of the troubled place. He's where things are not going right and all being, it's, it, you may not be able to see him. Maybe you can't feel his presence in those troubled times. But it doesn't mean that he's not there. The fact is, he lives in the troubled place. If you want to Facebook or, or, or Twitter something, you Twitter that John King said, God lives in the troubled place. Because he's right there in the midst of your storm. One of Jesus' disciples was Peter. And, And Peter, he was a professional fisherman. But there's a story in the Bible of him now being in fear of his life. He's on this lake and a storm has come up like he'd never seen before. He's in the midst of this storm and he is fearful for his life. He is absolutely sure that he's going to go under. He's absolutely sure that his life is going to end. He's going to die. How many know that storms can make you feel like that? Storms can make you feel that life is over. Storms can make you feel that no one is there and no one understands. I'm all alone and I'm going under for the last time and and I'm going to die. Makes you feel no one knows, no one cares and I'm going under here. Well, Peter felt vulnerable, and he felt near to death, and he didn't know what to do. For a while, he forgot he had a passenger in the boat. For a while, he forgot there was someone sleeping in the bottom of the boat. I want to tell you who it was. He was none other than the creator of the waves that was now threatening to take this boat down the one that was sleeping in Peter's boat was none other than Jesus Christ, the creator of the world. Everything that was made was made by him. And now he is in the boat and Peter is scared to death when he's got the creator of the world right there in his boat. Let me tell you, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, There's one place that you can be absolutely sure that Jesus is, is right there in your boat. He says, I'm going to be with you. The fact is that the promises of God in the Bible are there because storms will come. All of the promises of God are given because there are going to be stormy times in our lives. God made sure that we had his promises written out so that we could know that every storm that we face, he is with us. The last count, I'm told that there are 3,753 unconditional promises of God in the Bible. On top of that, there are thousands more that are conditional when I say unconditional they are promises that God made that there is no condition attached to them he is going to keep the promise never mind what now unconditional the conditional ones are promises from God that says if you do this I'll do that those are conditional promises but friends there are 3753 promises of God in the Bible that are totally unconditional, and they're all there because storms will come, and nearly all those promises end with these words, I will be with you. I will be with you. When you, when you go through the fire, I will be with you. When you go through the flood, I will be with you. And even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will know no fear, for I am with you. He says, I'm going to be with you in your storm. So listen, Christian friend. Storms will come. And in those storms, you may not feel God's presence In those storms, you may not see God's presence. In those storms, you may not sense God's presence. But you don't walk by sense or feeling or seeing. You walk by faith and not by sight. And he is with you because he keeps his promises. I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. He's with you in your storm. So listen, when you're driving to work all alone in your car and you're worrying about the storms of your life, I want to tell you, you're not alone in your car. He's with you. I I want to tell you, I want to tell you when you're not paying the bills and you're wondering what you're going to do, I want you to know you're not on your own thinking about those bills. He is with you. When you're, not, uh, when you're in the place uh, and, and you're taking your medicine and wondering about what's going to happen with your health, he is with you. When you're raising those kids and it's not going as you thought that it should go with your kids, you are not on your own with your kids, he is with you. When you're battling temptation and addictions and you're going through hell, you know, somebody told me this week, they said, Pastor, you, you need to know I'm going through hell, right? right now. And immediately my mind went back to a leader who I respect greatly from the past, Winston Churchill. And Winston Churchill said this, he says, when you're going through hell, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Keep going. Oh friends, listen, there's someone else in your boat when you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, I would not want to face life storms or no storms, unless I knew that Jesus Christ was in my boat, unless I knew that the maker of the universe was right with me in the midst of everything that I go to. Uh, and, And the fact is that we need to turn to our storm right now. Whether it's a health storm, whether it's a financial storm, a child-rearing storm, a marriage storm, whatever storm you're going through, and you need to say to that storm, if you're going to take me under, you've got to take him under too, because he is with me. If you're going to take me down for the last time, you've got to take him down too, because he is with me. He has promised never to desert me, never to leave me. He is with me, and if you're taking me out, you've got to take him out too. You need to get that right into your spirit, friends. I may not feel him at times. I may not see him at times. I may not sense him at times. But Jesus is with me because he's promised I'll never, ever leave you. The storm may blow a lot of things away from you, friends. The storm may blow a lot of stuff away from you. But he can't blow him away from you. He says, I'm sticking to you. You can't get rid of me. And no storm can get rid of me. I am with you. I will walk with you through this storm. Jesus is with me in the storm. Now, the storm may lead some scars on me. But he is with me. Here's the next thing I want you to write down. Oh, this is so important. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right, sharpen your pencil on this one. I want you to write down, I am coming out of this. I am coming out of this. Storms will come. Jesus is with me in the storms, even though I can't see him. And I am coming out of this. Now, I don't know where you are with regard to your storm this morning, You may be at the beginning of your storm. You've just got the bad news. You've only just got that health report. The cracks have just surfaced in your marriage. You're just coming near the rocks as far as your marriage going on to the rocks. You're at the beginning of your storm. You may be in the middle of your storm. You may be at the point of wondering how it's all going to work out and and you've come so far and you're saying, am I ever going to get out of this? And and you're wondering what on earth is going on? When is this all going to end? You may be right there in the middle of the storm. You may be here this morning and you've been in that storm so long, you're wondering if it's ever going to end. Am I ever going to come out of this storm? Well, I want you to turn to the one next to you right now. If you are going through a storm, I want you to turn to the one next to you and say this, I am coming out of this. Will you do that right now? Tell them, I am coming out of this. You see, hey, listen. The book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, it says that Jesus is the beginning and what? The end. Oh, say it again. He is the beginning and the... And as sure as he's with you in the beginning, he's going to be with you as you come out of it because he is the end of your storm, friends. He is the beginning and the end of your storm. Turn to your neighbor again and say, I am coming out of this. I don't know what your bank book looks like, bank account looks like. I don't know what your doctor's report says about you. I don't know what the school report says about your kids and the child that has you worried. I don't know the details of the storm. I don't know the details of your storm. But let's settle it now. Let's settle it once and for all. Jesus is in the ship and I'm coming out of this. Oh, oh I, you know, you're looking at me as if to say, can I really believe that? If this Bible's true, friend, you can really believe it. As sure as you're sitting here this morning and Jesus is living on the inside of you, you are coming out of this storm. You will come out of this. Peter. Peter, I know the storm is raging. I know there's water in the boat. I know the mast has been broken in two. I know you are scared and feeling that you're going to die. But Jesus is in your boat. The calm stormer is in your boat. The one who calms the storms. And you are coming out of this. And Job, Job, I know you have been ravaged by the storm. I know that you don't understand fully the supernatural battle that is going on to test your faith in me, says God. I want you to know you've had sorrow and pain and suffering, but you, Job, Job, you are coming out of this. Actually sad and messed up and mixed up, Job, does not need convincing like some of you do. (laughs) See, Job believed God. Job trusted God. Listen to what he said in Job 23.10. He says, I know it's bad. I know it's been tough. But then he said this, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold that has been tried in the fire. I am coming out of this. And for you, I don't know whether God is going to send you money miraculously to solve your financial problems or whether you're going to have to take another job and just buckle down to put your finances right. I don't know, but I do know you're coming out of this. And I don't know, friends, I don't know whether it will be a miracle healing that will just come to you and miraculously you are set free from that disease or whether you have to go through the medication and the treatments. But the fact is, you are coming out of this. And I don't know, I don't know whether it is that your child is miraculously going to get brighter and now he's going to do well at school or whether you've just got to buckle down and help him more with his homework and give more attention to him. But the fact is, you are coming out of this. And I don't know, I don't know whether miraculously your marriage is going to be put right, and the cracks are going to be mended miraculously, or whether you need to get some in-depth counseling, and you need to get someone speaking into your life. But the fact is, you are coming out of this. You are coming out of this. I don't know whether God is going to miraculously change your spouse or change you. But you are coming out of this because Jesus is in your boat. In fact, if you're going through a marriage storm right now, and this will take some guts to do this, but I want you to do it. I want you to turn to your spouse and say to them right now, say, honey, darling, they may not have heard those words for a long time, but say it to them, we are coming out of this. Just whisper that to them right now. We are coming out of this. If you're in a storm right now, hey, listen. Hey, listen to me. Let's get some honesty just for a moment here, right? If you're in the midst of a storm, and I mentioned many storms, and maybe I've left many storms out, but if you're in the midst of a storm, I want you to stand right now. Will you do that? You say, I'm in the midst of a storm. That's right. And look around, you see there's a lot, a lot of people standing. You see storms come, storms come. And you're in the midst of a storm right now. I want us together right now to make a absolute declaration. The declaration that we're going to make is this. Jesus is with me. I am coming out of this. All right, that's what we're going to say. Jesus is with me. I am coming out of this. That right. Come on, practice it. Jesus is with me. I am coming out of this. Oh, you're getting better. Say it again. Jesus is with me. I am coming out of this. Now, friends, now now it's a declaration so we are wanting God to hear it, but I want Satan to hear it as well, because it's a statement of faith in Jesus Christ. It's a statement saying we're not believing the lie that we're going to go under and be under for good. We're not going to believe the lie that we're done with, that we're over, that it's all done, that we're messed up, that we're going to die. No, we're not going to believe that lie. Jesus is with me, and I am coming out of this, and we're going to shout it with all our lungs. Come on, let it come out. Now, now, dear lady, with the, the, the whispery kind of voice, for get it, shout, all right? And, and, and gentlemen, don't be shy now. I want, I want all hell to hear this. I want all heaven to hear this. Are you ready to shout? Yes. Oh, brother. Are you ready to shout? Yes. All right, come on. Jesus is with me. I am coming out of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, some of you think because you're standing on your feet that I've nearly done, you're wrong. I haven't. Sit down. I got one more point. Here's the last thing I want you to write down, right? This is the last thing I want you to write down. It's going to be better than it was. All right, I want you to write that down. It's going to be better than it was. Now, we don't fully understand this, but the truth is that God is going to use the storm that you are going through to make you better than you were when you first started to come into the storm. You are going to come out better than when you went in. You're going to come out blessed by God. It happened for Job. Did you know that Job ended his life twice as blessed as he was in the first place? Listen to this about Job. This is how he came out of the storm. It says in Job 42, verse 12, Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. I don't know why you don't mention the male donkeys, but anyway. And then it says, he also had seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima. The name of the second was Keziah. The name of the third was Karen hapuk And you are glad you're not reading this right now. Those are hard words to read. In all the land were found no women so beautiful as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. After this Job lived 140 years and saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. How many know that's the blessing of God that made him better than he was when he went into the storm. Our storms, listen, our storms are temporary storms, friends. Because I, I don't know whether you quite got it. Did you, did you get what I said? Uh, uh, it's a temporary thing. Oh, did you get this? Uh, see, you're coming out of this. Oh, did you get that? You are coming out of this. It's only temporary. It's only here for a while. It's going to end and you're going to come out better than you were before because God is leading you into your destiny. He's leading you into a future that he has planned for you. You will always come out of a storm better than when you went into it. See, the fact is the devil thought the storm would ruin Job and turn him away from God. It actually caused him to put his... Faith more in God than ever before. How many know that what the enemy of your souls desires for evil, God turns to good? How many know this that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us? And how many know this that our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory? I, 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 I'm, I, you need to turn to the one next year and say I'm not only coming out of this I'm coming out of it better than when I went in I'm coming out better than when I went into it it's all going to be better now let me conclude Jesus wants to be in your life friends even though storms may come he never wants you to be alone in your life and especially in the storms of life You know, Elizabeth Elliot lived in the 1800s. She suffered most of her life with a disabling disease. She was always wracked with sickness and pain. And because of that, she was always depressed and irritable and felt useless. One day in the midst of all this, she asked a visiting evangelist, if I were to come to this Jesus that you talk about, how should I come? And the evangelist just said six words to her. He said, Elizabeth, come just as you are. How do you come to Jesus? You come just as you are. And she did. She came to Jesus just as she was. And not long after that, she wrote these words, just as I am. Without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot, to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, though tossed about with many a conflict, many a doubt, fightings and fears within, without, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, poor, wretched, blind, sight, riches, healing of the mind, yea, all I need in thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come. That's how you should come this morning. That's how you should come to Jesus this morning. Just as you are. You know, recently, someone added a chorus to the song just as I am. And the chorus goes like this. I come broken to be mended. I come wounded to be healed. I come desperate to be rescued. I come empty to be filled. I come guilty to be pardoned by the blood of Christ the Lamb. And I'm welcomed with open arms. Praise God. Just as I am there's anyone here this morning that's on our prayer team or if you're a small group leader or a pastor or elder I want you to come and stand in the front with me if you will and um, right now I'm going to ask Jordan to sing this song just as I am and for you who are going through storms, you are going through difficulties, you are saying I need prayer Pastor John I need prayer I need God to help me. I need God to help me through this storm. Then I want you to come to these who are at the front. And and if there's more come to the front than, than is able to be handled by these who are at the front, don't worry about it. I'll pray for you from here, all right? But I want you to come. I want you to come just as you are. I want you to come with your brokenness. I want you to come in the midst of your storm. Hey, don't pretend there's no storm right now. Don't pretend there's nothing happening right now. But as Jordan sings, you come and get prayer right now. For those of you who are standing waiting, if you're with your spouse, I want you to grab your spouse by the hand right now. I want you to say, we are coming out of this. We are coming out of this. If you're standing here and you've got a health problem, a financial problem, if you're here and you've got a family problem, I want you to know you're coming out of this are coming out of this and I'm going to pray for you right now just raise your hands towards heaven believe that God is going to hear our cry because you are coming out of this, Father
1: in your name I
0: come, I've proclaimed your word I've faithfully done what you wanted me to do and Lord you never wanted these people to come to this altar and not get the assurance in their lives that you are with them you will never leave them and that they are coming out of this better than when they went in. Father, in your name, we claim your promises. In your name, we claim the promises of your word. And we pray, Lord Jesus, right now, that it will be that from this service, people will look back on this day and this service and say, that was the day when I began to come out of this. When I began to come out of the storm, things started to turn around from that day. I pray that you will break, oh God, every demonic influence. I pray that you will break everything, oh God, that would cause them to be distracted from following you. I pray that right now their faith in you will be strong, that they will decide they're going to do whatever they need to do to get out of their problem, but that, God, you're going to work miraculously with them to see it come to pass. They are coming out of this. They are not staying in this storm. They are coming out of this in the name of Jesus. Father, hear my cry. Bless these lovely people, I pray. Now receive it in the name of Jesus. Say with me one more time. Congregation, stand, if you will. And I want you to raise your hand to heaven. And I want you to say this with me one more time. Jesus is with me. I am coming out of this. Come on, let's lift it up now. Jesus is with me. I am coming out of this. Now give God some praise in Jesus' name.